Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us at Camp Radio today. My name is Kevin Pearson, and I'll be your host. Today we'll be discussing how cross-cultural generations face many of the same challenges. We have with us today uh, Israel Perez. He is the youth pastor at the Hispanic Baptist Church of the Great Commission in Morristown, Tennessee. Israel, thank you for joining us today. Oh, Kevin, thank you for having me. Israel, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Israel Perez and I'm the youth pastor of La Grande Commission in Morrison, Tennessee, and I'm uh, the youngest brother of the five. So I'm the youngest of the five. I'm the baby in home. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so you have a family? Yes. uh, Well, I have my wife, seven years, married with her, and my parents in Mexico City. I have one brother in Texas. Uh, I have my sister in, in, in Tennessee and two brothers in Mexico City too. Right. Well, it's a pleasure that we have that you're close by in Morristown because uh, there's many people who need to know Christ. So I'm thankful that you're there. Well, tell me a little bit about your ministry. Well, I started as a youth worker. Uh, the former youth pastor was my mentor, and who was disciple me, got moved him to Texas and called him to, and he called me to a ministry. So without realize, my mentor was preparing me to become the youth, the next youth pastor. That was probably around 12 years ago. Mm. Now, you've been at uh, Great Commission Church there for how many years? I'd say 13, 14 years. 13 years. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So what's your passion for ministry? Well, I was, I have their age, and I know the struggle they're facing. I remember, I remember being in their place. And I need some someone to help me and try to everything to fill the emptiness. I believe in this generation, and I believe they can make a difference. My passion comes from seeing lives changing and knowing I can use my story, mistakes, and trials to impact the youth. I want to invest invest in the youth become known and their present, and I know are the present and the future of the church. Right. Now, uh, with a a Hispanic church ministry and uh, living in the United States, tell me what kind of challenges that, especially with your youth, uh, what's challenging them today? The biggest challenge are first our culture Mm -hmm. because our many culture uh, in the Hispanic population, our church is a multicultural church. Uh, We have several countries. Mm -hmm. I can name once Guatemala, Honduras, Venezuelans, right. uh, Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different cultures, different uh, Latin American countries. So they each have their own tradition, mentalities, and phrases they use. Second of all is the language, because my first language is Spanish. Many Hispanic youth speak Spanish and English but they speak more English. Hmm. The language, it's a challenge because I have to learn their language 
so I can preach the gospel in the language they can understand. Yeah. Now, is it common? And you, you need to tell me this. Is it the? Uh, of course, the the your youth. A lot of them probably were born in the United States. Mm-hmm. Some were not, but the the uh, English is definitely a second language, and they're fairly fluent in that, right? Well, they learn in the first. Let's say in the first five years, they learn and Spanish. Mm-hmm. But when they start school. They're English, all English. Right. So as they're going to school, their English become the first language for right. them. Okay. Because they lose the Spanish. True. They understand, but they can speak very well. Right. So the the English for them is their language. Right. So how does that relate to their parents? Because is it that their parents are fluent in English too, or are they still uh, struggling with uh, learning the language? Well, uh the, the students speak English in school and at home. Mm-hmm. Their parents speak in, in, in Spanish only. Right. So some of the parents or the majority, they don't speak English. Sure. They try to teach them Spanish, mm-hmm. but it's, it's hard when there's more time in school and friends that speak English, sure. the, the parents. Yeah. Now, does that make it uh, any... It, it, I don't know if that would impact you, your church trying to reach those people or not. Does it impact in any way, or does it open up opportunities? Well, uh, in our church, we try to teach the class in English. Our Sunday school on Wednesday, uh, on the sermons, it's in, in, in English. On the general service, we have all Spanish, mm-hmm. but we have a translate right. somebody in, in, in English. And some of our youth, they're translator the Spanish to English so that's one of our ministry we have the youth that try to learn Spanish Uh at the same time they translate in English for those who don't speak English Spanish yeah well Mm -hmm. that's a great opportunity it it is it is and it it changed a lot and for them it's it's they feel good to do that for Mm -hmm. those who don't speak Spanish right so to share with us a little bit about the challenges that you face in trying to reach people. And I know it's in, you're in Morristown, which is, I don't know what the population, but it's not a, it's not a small town. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a medium-sized yes. town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, has some rural area there. So what kind of challenges do you face reaching the Hispanic uh, people in that area? Well, sometimes it's more the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're here and they speak English, but they still have that culture from the parents. And sometimes uh, our biggest challenge is we come from the a different religion, and it's hard to go into the house because their parents they're strong in the religion. And this is one of the strong uh, hard part for us mm-hmm. to go with the youth. Do you find that uh, uh, Hispanic culture is more uh, more Catholic uh, in religion? Yes. yes. Well, yes. Uh, uh, they're more Catholic, and they're really strong in that. Their their believers strong, so it's hard to do that. Uh, also, we have several couple youth. We don't know the parents, mm. but they come to our church because their youth from our church they invited them and they come. Okay. The parents drop them and they go, but we have this. Young people that we try to impact their lives to ministry to give right. the salvation, and and it's it's working. Right, it's working, and that's something that I'm very happy. Yeah. 
Well, share with us a little bit about what's your what's happening, what's working for you right now in your ministry. What's, what are you being successful in? Well, I don't I don't think I'm the I can call successful because I know I can do it better. But one thing I have noticed is that our ministry trying to be intentional and discipling and equipping the youth to become a leaders, mm-hmm. to be an example for our children, even adults. Young have so much energy and passion. They want to serve, but often ignoring because their age. Also, we plan camps mm-hmm. in our youth, and who's planning the whole uh, event is our youth. And there are come up leaders, and we have youth leaders too who help me. Youth ministry, they're leading the worship, so they're growing. They're doing something. They right. they feel that they they can fit in there. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I'm happy with that. Yeah. So discipleship is a emphasis. My disciple, yes. Yeah. Discipling. Yeah. Well, well, share with us a little bit about uh, maybe uh, some things, if you guys, specific things that you're doing in discipleship with the youth. That, uh, do you typically meet on Wednesday or a Sunday night? Is that usually? Yes, we have service on Wednesday, uh, but sometimes we use in other days to go to their house and teach them. We try to not just disciple in church, but in their houses. Also, we use sometimes Sunday school. And we teach them how to give a Sunday school, and we use the adults and the young people give a class in the Sunday school adults. Mm-hmm. So that's the way we can learn. And I told I told them, I mean, I, you can you're gonna make mistakes, right? But that's the, the only way you can learn. Right. And and if you do this, if you have the opportunity to make mistakes, you're gonna grow because mm-hmm. you always gonna make mistakes. But right now. I, I'm here to help you and let you know where you can fix, you, where you can be better. Right. Yeah. Now you're bivocational. Yes. So you you work a full time job. Yes. And then you're trying to be a pastor of these youth and many other responsibilities at the mm, church as well. That's correct. Well, I have my secular job mm-hmm. and I'm a, a still full pastor. Right. So it's hard for me sometimes because that time that I spend in my secular job take me a lot of time to spend more time with them, right. to teach them, to prepare me myself to get better for them. Right. So it's it's hard. And I pray, my wife and I, we pray a lot. And I can see myself working a full time with the youth. Yeah. See, now we have this, this camp and I feel so good that I can spend time with them, working with them and be part of their lives. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. I don't know how long. I'm not young right now, but I feel like I can do 20, 30 more years. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I can feel it. I yeah. feel it. Oh, good. Well, those who are listening, uh, what we're doing, we're actually doing a recording during All Nations Camp. So he has brought, how many kids have you brought this we, year? We bring around 20, 22, maybe 22 kids. Oh, that's yes. a good number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So they, they're spending a few days here during All Nations Camp. And so this is, uh, it's been great. And you, you bring a group every year. Yeah, that's correct. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll talk more about camp later on. But, but in case you're wondering when he mentions camp, we're at camp right now. And we're just exactly. Doing <laughs> we're still working. That's right. That's right. So the challenges that you face personally, I know that you mentioned that, you know, just a secular job and, and, and uh, you and your wife, mm-hmm. really this is a ministry for both of you. That that's correct. Yeah. 
I told my wife if when God called me, they call you too. <laughs> yeah. And and she loved well for me for me it's a tremendously blessing because she loved the youth ministry. Yeah. And I love the youth ministry. So we work really good and we love we both love the youth ministry. Right. So it's a blessing to have her in my life. Well, let's talk a little bit about camp. Uh I know that uh obviously you you know camp is important. Mm-hmm. Uh you bring kids every year. But what kind of impact, not just camp, but just taking them away from their everyday environment of, uh, you know, of their going to school and their, their home life, as well as seeing them at church on Sunday, Wednesday nights. What does camp do? How does it impact not only the youth, but your church? Well, they're tired to hear me every week. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> that's one of the biggest things. Um so I think the a way along on the sea or here for new people, I think their routine can sometimes be an obstacle for them. Going to a camp or retreat allows them to break away from the routine, disconnect from the world, experiencing God's true nature, feel refreshed, and connect with others who are going through the same struggles. Mm. I think it helps. And realize they're not alone. Great. So meet new people. It helps them. You know, hear another uh, person give the the message. Can hear or can hear us hear something different. Right. You know, they're tired to hear me every week for. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, they be they build new relationships here too, and mm-hmm. they realize that there are maybe other kids that they meet that's from their home country. That's right. And so they have a immediate bond there between other kids they just didn't know were around. And it's very interesting because right now we have an all-nation camp. There's a couple nations. Their culture, they're different, mm-hmm. but something they can put together is Christ. Right. And something that I realized, they're different cultures, but they speak English. And that's one of my biggest things It's the this is the language they need to learn right. you know i mean this is the language that i have to to learn and then they can understand the message that i'm going to try to give and they love it right because they're they feel like they're not alone yeah now last year you did you have uh any kids receive christ last year uh yes uh i think it was three of them awesome yes and so that right there makes it worth it right now. Oh, well, definitely. How does that, uh, how does that change the church? When you come back from a camp with your kids and uh, they receive Christ, they're different. How does that impact? The, does your church celebrate that? Does, what does the parents say when they come back? The parents, they're, they're happy. Uh, the church, we celebrate too. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes people think, that, oh, they make decisions. They receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Uh, we're done with him. Mm. That's not true. Yeah. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. So we try to invest more time. And if they're too young, we told them what he just did yeah. and explain what he did. And and knowing that he's understand what the decision that, that he made. And yes, sometimes we go and get baptized and others see their lives and they want to be the same. They want to do that decision too. So when they come to camp, they're excited to hear the message. Yeah. They're really excited. Of course, they like games. They like all the stuff they're doing here, but they're happy to hear the right. message. That's great. Well, and, 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 
I think that you just explained the importance of just getting away, getting out of that environment so they can focus in on the Lord and evaluate their own life. We all need that, don't we? That's correct. Yeah, yeah we need it. We, we, we do, because we know that Satan is uh, looking for ways to defeat us, isn't he? And I, can, I know by you being bivocational and also having full-time ministry, mm-hmm. you know, Satan is looking for ways to defeat you. And so it's so vital that, that many other guys just like you that just really stay in the Word, stay focused on the Lord so he can continue to use you in a great way. Well, that's my prayer and my prayer, and I, I can see myself doing this for so many years, and, and I'm trying to prepare myself, too, because I'm not done. I'm still learning. I'm still learning the Bible. I'm still learning my faith. I'm still learning, and I'm not going to stop doing it because right. they see me like their pastor, and I have to work hard to give better example for them. Right. Well, Israel, thank you for sharing with us today about how reaching the lost is really a common thread between uh, cultures around the world. And so thank you for your heart, and it's exciting to hear about what you're doing just down the road from us. And we're so grateful that you bring a group every year to All Nations Camp, and we get to celebrate every year kids who come to know Christ. So well, thank you, Kevin, for having us, because what you guys do, it's it's not easy to. You guys work hard to and you guys are part of this too because what you guys do and what we do that make everything go better for them yeah. and you work and my work our souls or uh, it's them right. see these kids these young people receiving Jesus as the Lord and Savior that's that's the point that's right that's my biggest challenge is to bring these people to God's faith amen that's right that make worth everything worth yeah. Yeah. well thank you Israel well, I'd like to thank also to our listeners today uh, to listen to our podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for Israel or uh, what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.